On Saturday, we talked about Saquon Barkley, another running back that fantasy managers are wrestling with, Jonathan Taylor. Let's do it right now on FFT in five. Bang my microphone there. Hopefully it sounded okay. I'm Dave Richard with Jacob Gibbs. Jonathan Taylor, is he's got two healthy feet, so let's just start there in Indianapolis because apparently the Colts have a foot problem. Carson Wentz is on the shelf. Quentin Nelson's on the shelf. But not only does he have two healthy feet, Jacob, He's also got the confidence of his coach, Frank Reich. I want to read this quote from Colts.com. I think going into this season this year, it'll be a little bit more, hey, Jonathan will be a little bit more of the bell cow. Jonathan has established himself as the guy. He's our main running back, and then we'll compliment him. That sounds like the type of quote that would thrust the fantasy value of a running back into the top five. Where do you come out on Jonathan Taylor? Not top five. Um, I have him at running back 11 right now, uh, 14th overall. So he's actually not even a first round pick for anymore. Um, but I do, I understand that quote and uh, just the notion that he's going to just get fed now, um, now that Carson Wentz is out and that, you know, they're going to have to lean on the running game. I have no concerns about his rushing volume. I think that's definitely going to be there, but I do have concerns about his receiving volume and his rushing efficiency. So I want to start with the receiving he actually was really good um, as a receiver, as a rookie. And I just want to bring that up first because I don't want to be only negative about him. There really were some exciting signs uh, from Taylor, and, and it was a little bit unexpected. He didn't put up big numbers as a receiver in college. wasn't necessarily touted as much of a, a pass catcher in the draft. But um, in terms of target per route run rate, it was actually really encouraging. And that brought me to uh, to his college stat. I just wanted to bring this up. I, I, I looked this up after watching this receiver because he looked really natural last year. His 33% target per route run rate uh, at Wisconsin was the highest mark for any running back in a single season since the data has been available, you know, above ETN and a lot of these, you know, Michael Carter, all these other, you know, really exceptional pass catching running backs that we've had these past couple of years. Taylor was targeted the highest rate, which was just really interesting to me. And then we saw him last year be targeted the 12th highest rate among qualified running backs. Um, And his yards per route run rate was really good too. Only Alvin Kamara, Miles Gaskin, Austin Eckler, and DeAndre Swift had a higher rate in terms of yards per route run among qualified running backs. And then the most fun part about his receiving data from his rookie season is he was just absolutely insane in terms of creating yards after the catch. He averaged 10.2 yards after the catch per reception, which oh, led the man. entire NFL. Um, so there were encouraging signs, um, but the volume is definitely you know a concern when it comes to receiving work. So maybe the Colts could just give him a little bit of a bump. He would help out Jacob Eason very easily. They could scheme stuff up for him that way, and that would take some pressure off of the inexperienced quarterback there. Maybe there's a way you could spin that to be encouraging, but I know that there's some rushing efficiency issues that you've got. Yeah, yeah. I think the receiving stuff is maybe more of a long-term outlook. Maybe once Naheem Hines is is not there anymore, then it could be a three-down roll and Taylor could really shine as a receiver. But yeah, in terms of the rushing efficiency, um, I want to talk about broken tackles. And I think I, I want to first just say that the broken tackle data is more something that I kind of rely on for flavor. It's not necessarily predictive. Um, so I don't overstate the importance of this, but I think it actually is a little bit more important for Taylor given the offensive line uh, issues. And so, so first I just want to say he only broke 21% of tackle attempts against him last year, which was surprisingly low uh, for somebody that, you know, people really talk about as being one of the best pure rushers in the NFL um, among 24 running backs that had 150 carries, only Todd Gurley, Ronald Jones, Kenyon Drake, Frank Gore, and Adrian Peterson had a lower rate. And so that's not great for somebody who, you know, is reliant on elite rushing production because he, you know, has pretty limited receiving volume. Um, and then <laughs> when you break it down by, you know, the splits, obviously he had this like crazy into the season. He ran all over people. 
um, it really gets worrisome. So I just want to point out that the people that he was running all over at the end of the season, in terms of their broken tackle rate against, they ranked 31st, 32nd, 31st, 27th, and 13th. And so he ran all over these guys, some of the worst tackles in the NFL. But before that, he gave us 135 carries where he averaged 3.8 yards per carry and broke 13% of tackle attempts, which is unbelievably bad. It's like worse than Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson. It's like one of the worst rates in the NFL. And that doesn't, you know, there are lots of running backs that are really good. Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry that don't break tackles. This just worries me because Taylor, because he hasn't been able to break tackles and create yards after contact, he's been really reliant on getting yards before contact. He was second in the NFL among qualified running backs in yards before contact. And if the offensive line isn't going to be able to create those running lanes for him as, as often with all the injuries, that could be a problem. That could really, really be a problem for his rushing efficiency. Um, and it's something that I worry about. So I still think the volume is high enough that he is, you know, a top 12 running back, but I, I don't know if we're going to see, you know, the 5.1 yards per carry average that we saw last year. To be fair, I felt like Jonathan Taylor was a different running back toward the end of last season. He ran very tentatively mm-hmm. early on in the year. He didn't get the work that we would expect, so maybe he couldn't get into rhythm. Maybe he wasn't quite as confident as we saw him in college and certainly not as confident as we saw him toward the end of the year. The last seven games, including the playoffs, over 900 total yards and nine touchdowns. That's amazing. That's in seven games, and it was against a lot of weak defenses. You mentioned that, but I wonder if his efficiency could rebound once the offensive line gets back to full strength, we just have to wait and see on that. The good news is that it won't be a season-long thing. They haven't lost Quentin Nelson for the year. Hopefully he's back. You saw his post on social media. He's hoping to be back as soon as possible. There is some optimism for Jonathan Taylor to take him in round one. Are you taking Taylor ahead of Saquon Barkley, yes or no? I, I would take Taylor ahead of Saquon, yeah. At this point, after the report for me and Rappaport, I would as well. So that's it for FFT and 5. We hope you're having a great weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday.